0: There is
1: only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us.
0: Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Bin. Hey, welcome back to the Buffy Back Issue Bin, where we're going through all the Buffy and Angel comics chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. Here we are. And oh, we got a good one for you today.
1: Today we're talking about Spike Asylum.
0: This is, for me, kind of the demarcation line of we've been... Kind of floundering through some stuff that's not all not all that great but now we're finally getting to good stuff
1: yeah so this is originally it was meant to take place after Angel
0: yep so this series came out in 2006 following up on the angel TV show after Dark Horse decided that the angel license wasn't worthwhile they sent it over to IDW who started putting out angel books and these were all post show and they were frankly not great. They weren't the worst thing ever, but as a fan, you just kind of had to accept it. Like, yeah, like this is as good as it's going to get. I'm just happy with more story. But then Spike Asylum happened. It was like, oh, oh, this is good.
1: Right. And so actually this and another Spike book are the only two that made it into canon eventually.
0: Yeah, what ended up happening is the guy who wrote this Brian Lynch ran into Joss in a cafe, I think, like the morning it was going to come out. He's like, hey, man, I wrote this new Spike book. It would be cool if you could check it out. And then IDW ended up working with Joss and Brian Lynch on the new canon season, and Joss went. Basically, I like that fish, so let's bring that fish back. And that
1: we'll get to the fish in a minute. Yeah,
0: but basically, a character that Joss likes makes this book canon. So it's funny timeline-wise, what originally was taking place in a whole other line of stories, it also post-show now has to take place in a different canon, and also take place in the middle of season five of Angel.
1: Right, since things changed a little bit after Season 5 in the real canon world, it's, it's a little funky. There's a couple lines that don't work exactly.
0: But we could make it work. So where this has to take place for this to work is after Episode 514, Smile Time, because the puppets in that are referenced here directly, but I placed it before 515, A Hole in the World where Fred dies because Lauren seems to be in a relatively okay mental space. Yeah. compared to when he just went down like a hole of drinking and despair right after she died.
1: Yeah, that was my favorite part. Is when I and when Lauren went into a drinking Lauren hole. that Lauren
0: was here. No, I when he was just drinking. I didn't like when Lauren drinking. went into a
1: drinking binge. I liked it when Lauren was in this book.
0: His downward spiral.
1: Yeah, but
0: he's doing okay here. So I'm going to place it before Fred's death. Yeah. So with that weirdness kind of set aside, let's dive into the book.
1: So we start out with Spike in a bar, shockingly.
0: As one does.
1: Right, and Spike. There, gets in this fight to save a girl.
0: Yeah, there's it's a demon. A the demon's going to kill a girl, so Spike snaps his neck.
1: Yeah, and...
0: The girl's like, are are you a vampire? Yeah. Do you have a soul? He's like, yeah, I guess. And she orders a bunch of troops to come like running into this alley.
1: Right, which is a weird thing, because, I mean, why would we... Why would anybody know that he had a soul? There aren't that many vampires with a soul, and I feel like...
0: No, we're very aware of all of them.
1: I guess. She and her husband are trying to hire Spike to go find their daughter, who has gone missing.
0: Her name is Ruby.
1: Ruby. So Ruby has gone missing because Ruby, it turns out, is actually part demon. And so Ruby, being part demon, decided that she didn't actually want to be part demon, so she finds this program that is supposed to rehabilitate demons.
0: Called Mosaic.
1: Called Mosaic.
0: I've been calling it Mosaic for like 10 years. I was recently corrected.
1: It's called Mosaic.
0: Whatever, man. This never said out loud.
1: So as she is a telepath as well, she calls her parents to tell her how great Mosaic is and subliminally tells them that she is in trouble, can't leave, basically being held hostage.
0: So Spike's like, you know, normally my Achilles heel is the fairer sex, but I'm not going to do this because... I've been to facilities like this before, like, when the initiative took me.
1: Yeah, so Spike's like, bad news, I'm not doing that.
0: But he can't say the initiative, probably for licensing reasons.
1: Probably. He's like,
0: I've been held in places, bad places. (laughs) They did
1: experiments, it was bad. Bad
0: government places.
1: Yes. And so... So he
0: just says, no, I'm not going to do it.
1: So they beg him, they beg him, and they say, we'll pay you double your detective agency fee, we'll pay you triple it, and he goes...
0: Uh what? <laughs> no, he's like, "Hang on a quick sec. Who do you think I am?" They're like, "Um, do you know where we can find the other one?" And Spike goes off on this whole tangent about how useless Angel is and how much better he is than him, and how if they want to save this girl, they come to Spike. And being Spike, he's not like, "I'll do it for free." He's like, "Give me 20 grand and I want to use your limo."
1: Yeah. So, what is he going to do with this limo? Cuz he's just going to this facility. So, I guess he gets the limo to bring him to the facility in any case well he goes to goes to a town called prim it's not
0: really it's like a halfway town instead of like a halfway house
1: yeah it's it's a town that houses this facility but it's not really it's outside of las vegas
0: and they have fun signs on the wall that show like a vampire puppet that say like be positive like you know blood (laughs) we see one of the gentlemen from the buffy episode hush it just says quiet please
1: Yep, so there's some fun little things in there. And basically Spike is trying to talk his way into this facility.
0: The beast is on the wall from Angel Season 4.
1: Yep, yeah. All sorts of good stuff is in there. Except
0: there aren't supposed to be any records of him, so... It's
1: like a Hall of Fame. Whatever. And so Spike's trying to talk his way into this facility, and they're like, no. He's
0: going to go into this facility that's supposed to help demons. He's like, I'm a murderer, and I'm a bad guy.
1: And they're like, you have a soul now. You're doing good in the world. We're not going to take you. We don't want you.
0: Yeah, they're like, you are a terrible actor.
1: Yeah, basically, they're like, we We just don't don't want anything about this.
0: We don't trust your crap. So Spike's like, fine, I'll leave. So he takes a sword and cuts off a guy's head. Right. It's a demon's head.
1: It's a demon's head.
0: So So it's it's not super evil. But he just goes, as I was saying, my name is Spike and I have a problem.
1: And so they let Spike in. Actually, before they let Spike in, they tell Spike that some of the patients have had nightmares about him and some of the patients who haven't even met him have had nightmares about him just from hearing stories about him so they don't really want to let him into the facility because of that
0: but a witch ends up mystically knocking spike out yep who's their receptionist
1: yep and she also has to get transported back to mosaic because we find out that mosaic actually has like a work study program in my brain mosaic 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 so mosaic has like a work study program kind of do you work do? release? Is that what that's called? Yeah. I don't you know, know. Stuff you would
0: get like, at a halfway house, really. I mean, it's Work study is not what it's really called. It's social programs.
1: And she's part of that, but she has to get sent back to Mosaic because clearly she's not ready to be out in the world yet.
0: So they capture Spike, throw him in a straight jacket, and put a worm in his ear to help keep him in check. And this is like the 1800 thing that's been stuck in Spike's brain.
1: I know. Poor Spike.
0: Soul, a chip, that weird other worm that giles stuck in his head
1: yeah we're really big into sticking things in his ear
0: this new worm well that other one went through his eyeball gross and then he was like ah, i have a headache because
1: he had a worm in his eye
0: and then it went into his brain gross anyway uh he finds out the mosaic isn't actually in prim but it's outside <laughs> of prim
1: yeah and then he's been transported we find out later it's like a 10 hour walk to prim so in the middle of nowhere in the desert In a fortress kind of thing. And...
0: this is outside, like, Las Vegas a bit, so it's kind of like where you'd have Burning Man. So everyone who would even see this place is probably too high to even recognize it as a location.
1: Does that happen at Burning Man?
0: Are you kidding?
1: I don't really know what Burning Man is.
0: It's nothing but... Is there actual
1: fire there? Like, do they actually burn things? Yes,
0: they burn an effigy. Why? I don't know.
1: What's the point of Burning Man? What purpose does it serve?
0: To get high and have sex.
1: Are there concerts? Probably. So what is... Well well, they a, well, we'll discuss Burning Man later.
0: They have a thing called dusting because you're so dusty in the middle of the desert that when you have sex, like dust is literally coming off of you. Gross. Yeah.
1: Why, why, why do people, what is the, I don't understand Burning Man.
0: To get high and have sex.
1: So they just pick some days that people go out there? Yeah. Oh.
0: It's a money-free society.
1: What else do they do? How do they eat?
0: They bring food in.
1: Who brings food in? Because if you're just All there the... to get high, I feel like you're not very well, good at planning ahead on no, your food situation. You have to
0: plan ahead. You bring in water and food.
1: What happens if you run out?
0: It's a communal society. Probably someone will help you.
1: How long are you there for?
0: I don't know how long Burning Man is. Interesting. I'm Do leaving. they have
1: like medics? It feels like something that would need medics.
0: Probably. I mean, I think it's fairly well organized.
1: Who organizes?
0: Um, I forget the guy. There is there is a individual behind it in an organization.
1: Okay. Fun things that I learned today.
0: Burning Man has nothing to do with this.
1: Burning Man has nothing to do with me either, let's be honest. I would not do so well there. I'd get hot. I would just...
0: I'd complain of the dust. (laughs) I
1: would... I don't think I'd do so well there. You
0: get to wear, like, themed costumes and stuff, though?
1: You wear costumes in the desert? As what? What are you themed as? Whatever you want to be. So it's, like, Comic-Con in the desert?
0: But without comics and more drugs.
1: Okay. Okay. So they're at Burning Man. (laughs) They're not a Burning... They're a... You just told me they were at Burning Man.
0: I said the people, whatever, man. So they go to Mosaic, which is in the desert,
1: and all of the inmates start span, start chanting Spike,
0: but not in a good way.
1: No, like in a, not, I'm gonna kill you. It's kind not of way.
0: an encouraging chant. They're not like Spike, 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 it's Spike. It's not. It's spike, not like Rudy. Ah! Yeah, it's not. Do you know Rudy? I know Rudy. Do you? It has the fat Hobbit.
1: No, it has the nice Hobbit. It also has Rudy. 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 Okay, keep going.
0: So Spike shows up, all the demons are aware of him, and they want to kill him.
1: And he gets kind of. deloused. Deloused, what, and.
0: Which just means a cleansing demon gets him naked, and some strategically placed points of light hide nipples and buttholes. Mm hmm.
1: And so.
0: comics.
1: Comics. Spike gets put in a cell, finds out his cellmate is actually well, invisible.
0: Before that, he finds Ma Zen, who's running the facility who's kind of the daddy-slash-mommy of all these earworms. Right. Basically says, you get too far away, my babies will bite your brain. Gross. And if I'm mad at you, my babies will bite your brain.
1: Right. So it's just a little piece of him is inside of everybody. Not in a good way. In like a Suicide Squad kind of way.
0: Yeah. So Spike goes to his cell. He's like, good thing I have it to myself.
1: Yes. And instead he finds out that he is in a cell with an invisible man.
0: Named Biv.
1: Named Biv. As in Roy G. Biv? I don't know. Light and all that. Anyway. Could be. He can make other things invisible is what we find out as well Mm. if he concentrates very hard. So he makes part of the wall invisible to burn Spike with the sunlight. But anyway, that'll come back.
0: What we're going to run into here, and this is going to continue. This writer is going to go and do a fair amount of other stuff. I really like it. He gets the characters' voices down. He knows them inside and out.
1: Yeah, he really does.
0: But we're going to run into, and it it's not really a problem, and I don't mind it, but it's worth noting, a lot of the supporting cast, unless if they're minor supporting characters, they all basically have the same voice. They are the writer's voice.
1: Which isn't, it doesn't come across as jarring as that sounds when you're reading it.
0: No, but it's like everyone has the exact same kind of cadence and sense of humor. Yes. Not, and that's not saying everyone, but most of like the minor supporting characters. The
1: minor good supporting characters all kind of sound the same. They're
0: all just a little
1: bit quirky. Yeah, and, But exactly. they all have
0: like the exact same kind of quirk.
1: Yeah, but it's, but it's fine. Cause but in they're... all
0: fairness, I kind of like his style, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, it's totally fine.
0: <laughs> but, I Biv- love
1: that movie with the dog. The, what? He wrote a movie oh. about a dog.
0: Yeah, it was one of the writers on Secret Life of Pets.
1: That one, I liked it. Okay.
0: We saw that with a dog.
1: We did. At a drive-in. Oh, it was cute.
0: So Spike goes to lunch, and as a vampire, he's given synthetic blood, kind of like the initiative.
1: Yeah, and the synthetic blood dulls his bloodlust as well.
0: Yeah, and he meets a vampire named Waso, who I curious if he's named after Tommy Waso, the terrible director. You don't know him. I don't know. You wouldn't know his stuff, but he's known for making some of the worst movies of all time.
1: Yeah. All of the vampires in this book have very pointy ears.
0: Well not spike.
1: No. But all of the vampires when they're, when they're vamped out have very spiky ears.
0: Yeah. This art's I mean done very done by pointy ears. Guy named Franco Uru.
1: Yeah. And I like the I like the art. I just noticed that the pointy ear thing was happening.
0: I think he's Italian and what's all of this work was done over the internet or phone essentially. Like these guys didn't meet for a long time. But they cool. they have an amazing collaboration together and they do a lot of stuff together for quite a while.
1: I mean, it looks great. It's a great-looking book.
0: And I'll mention it now, and I'll probably mention it again, but he unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. It's sad. It is. He wasn't very old, and he did a lot of good work, and he's a guy that would have been great to see a continuing career moving forward, and the guy had a family and all that other stuff, and it's sad that he passed as young as he did.
1: Yeah. That was very sad.
0: But Frank, I like his work a lot. He's a great artist. hmm But this vampire was so comes up to Spike... He's like, hey, have you heard of me? And Spike's like, no. And one of the things that this book does so well is it really finds that balance in between Spike. Sometimes you'll get into those modes where it's like, he's just the ultimate cool. And he's like, your Fonzie or your Wolverine who's just like, don't give me that look.
1: Fonzie or Wolverine are your ultimate cools? Okay, keep going. You know just, what I mean. Like those, i just,
0: the, the over- so just sat- gonna
1: tuck that away.
0: The oversaturated characters who kind of get put into like, everything they do is amazing. In this show, Spike is more a guy who's just completely posturing all the time because you get to do the internal monologue.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and he's like, yeah, I've heard of this guy, and he is terrifying.
1: It is nice because in the show, Spike is not always so cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, he went from being like... He has v- his
1: cool moments, and then he has villain. his really dorky moments. He's
0: like villain to comic relief who gets knocked out every other second, who just says, Buffy, you're dumb. And then into just like hyper cool guy. Right. Like, no one with a leather jacket that long is that cool.
1: Exactly. Which is something that we should all remember.
0: Don't wear leather jackets that long. Yeah. Trench coats aren't really a thing anymore.
1: Thank goodness.
0: But it works at comics because they're kind of like capes, but not capes.
1: Oh, okay. Good to know. Because capes are cool. Are they?
0: Well, they're good at showing movement and motion.
1: That's true. Capes are fun to wear.
0: Now you get a look.
1: I have a cloak. (laughs) Jesus. I made it.
0: So basically, Wiseau is like, hey, we have gangs in here just like any prison. It's kind of like West Side Story up in here.
1: And I like that they reference West Side Story. It made me feel at home.
0: And Spike's like, I'm not a jet or the other one.
1: Sharks and jets.
0: There we go. The other one. Oy vey. So Wiseau attacks Spike, and this guy rolls in named Dr. Ray.
1: And he breaks up the whole fight. He is kind of in charge of all of the... Quasi medical experiments that happen in this place. So
0: he throws Spike a little thing to stick in his ear. He's like, hey, pop this in real fast. And he's drawn to look like the uh, writer. Oh, cool. Which is a fun little fact. Yeah.
1: He has very spiky hair.
0: Fun facts coming at you.
1: Fun fact. He gives Spike the little earpiece and then he's.
0: Electrocutes like... everyone else. Basically, he sets off a noise that makes the little earworms angry and they bite everyone's brain.
1: So he, like, basically knocks everybody out.
0: Mm-hmm. and then he he's going to heal up spike after the fight and he's like hey man i'm super aware of you from that time that we worked at wolfram and heart together
1: and he's like oh you're a wolfram and Hart guy he's like you,
0: you you go walk over there he's a little more brash about it
1: yeah and so spike now knows to be wary of this guy he's kind like, of he's
0: like great the one nice guy in here works for wolfram and Hart.
1: but he doesn't really know what to think of him
0: so spike goes to group therapy
1: which goes about as, as well as you can imagine Spike going to group therapy.
0: As one does. And there's a few other characters there who are going to show up in this book and future books as well. There's Marv, a wolfman, and if you're any kind of comic fan, Marv Wolfman. Ha 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 You don't get it. It's okay. I don't get it at all. But anyone else will get Marv Wolfman. Well, there you go. We have Beck, who we don't really know anything about. She's very quiet. We have Biv, Spike's invisible roommate. We have Anna, who's a demon who... Uh, diminishes the powers of other demons around her.
1: So you can see Biv a little bit now, which is kind of fun. Yeah, because
0: he's, you know, taken away. And then we meet
1: Beta George.
0: The best character ever.
1: He's a floating fish telepath.
0: I love Beta George.
1: He says things like, a pox on this telepathy, which is just charming.
0: Yeah, and this, in Beta, I mentioned how the other, a lot of the supporting characters kind of all have the same voice. Beta George basically is the writer. Like, this is clear, like, screw it. I'm just going to insert myself in this book, but I'm going to do it as a floating fish.
1: Yeah, he's pretty great, though. He's a giant floating fish. I love Bata So George. why would you not support that?
0: Yeah, he's definitely the best. And then he gets to continue on to other books.
1: hmm And then we also have their group leader, whose name I can't remember.
0: Therapist guy.
1: Therapist dude.
0: And they have their session, and Beck, the quiet girl, leaves to go to the bathroom. And they're like, yeah, she does this every time she just goes and cries. And Spike's not about to share, but he's talking to Beta George telepathically. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I'm looking for this girl, Ruby.
1: And so Beta George can read everybody's thoughts, which is helpful. He's rooting around in the brains of everybody, and he goes, well, I don't, there's no one here who's named that. And no one here has heard of that name except except for you. You've heard that name before. And because he can root back in their subconscious memories.
0: Yeah, so George goes back into Spike's memories and reveals that Spike killed this girl years ago.
1: Right. And that this was and, all like this was
0: just a random girl Spike had killed and he doesn't even remember doing it.
1: Yeah, it was it was a girl he killed a group of girls and then read their diaries to them as they were dying or something. It wasn't good, but it was pretty standard Spike back in the day. Yeah. And so Spike realizes that in fact this whole thing has been a setup. That those were Ruby's parents that he met, and that they set him up to... They
0: wanted to put him away into this horrible place.
1: Yeah, so that he would never be able to leave. Which then begs the question, how do they even find out about Mosaic to begin with? So Ruby was never Whatever. anything but a human. She was never a demon. That was all just an elaborate hoax.
0: Ruby was a ruse.
1: Ruby was a ruse, and they even know, knew to use Angel to get Spike to agree to this.
0: Yeah. And then we catch a beck who's having herself a good little cry.
1: Right. And A
0: good bathroom cry.
1: Beck is happened upon by our really not so welcome friend.
0: Was so. Yep. There you go. Was so. Thanks, Tommy. I wouldn't know how to pronounce that name without you.
1: Yeah, I was really surprised that you were so confident on that.
0: And he stabs her.
1: With a spike that says for spike.
0: Let's call it a stake.
1: With a stake that says for
0: spike. It just writes the number four, like he's like bad teenager texting.
1: Yeah. Luckily, we find out that Beck does not die. Helpful.
0: Yeah, and one of the things... But thi- it's still
1: not good.
0: So what we're reading from is we're reading from the trade paperback that was released. Most of the Buffy and Angel stuff has been re-released in a hardcover form. This is one that never got that treatment, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. And it also does... I have a certain pet peeve with trades when they get collected. If there's an issue that ends and then they just jump into the next one without any kind of like transitional title page or anything, like a cover in between... Because it just flows weird when there's nothing to break it up the way it's supposed to be broken up.
1: Right. It was written with commercial breaks, essentially, but we got them taken out.
0: Yeah, so it just flows in like, she's stabbed, and then the next panel, she's in a bed. I'm like, cool, that was definitely the end of that issue.
1: Right, right. I I was reading through this, and I've never read them in their issue format. I've only read them like this, and so it was just a little jarring.
0: Yeah, I don't like it when trades are put together like this. Like, Really? Would the extra four pieces of paper really cost you that much?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, they would.
0: Okay. Way to cheap out, IDW. Well, whatever. So we cut to Beck. She's being healed up and Spikes and handcuffs, and they're saying that Wiseau said that he was doing this for Spike, that Spike, it wasn't like... That Spike
1: ordered this hit. Yeah,
0: like, this is for Spike! Not like this is against Spike, but it really was against Spike. So Mazeng, the giant slug guy, is accusing Spike of controlling Wiseau. And Spike just says, piss off, slug. So he makes this tiny brain worm bite his head.
1: Yeah, it's not great. It was not a smart move on Spike's part.
0: But it's very Spike-like.
1: But now that Spike's in the hospital, he also gets to meet, or not really meet, but see another vampire that has had treatment performed on him.
0: Which is really gross. They cut off the vampire brow and take out the teeth.
1: Yeah, but first you have to be vamped out for that to happen. But it's just gross. Oh, and, and
0: they threaten Spike that, like, if you don't shape up...
1: We're going to do this to you, We're going to cut your
0: face off. So he goes over to Beck, and he just tells her to stay away from him. Yeah. And then she lights the room on fire. Basically. Because that's her deal. We haven't covered that yet. It kind of comes out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it it was confusing for me.
0: Like, oh, the room's on fire. Yeah. Why is the room on fire? Um. We find out later that that's kind of Beck's deal. She can start fires.
1: Yeah. We also never really deal with the fact that she set this whole room, this whole, like, hospital room on fire... Also, when it
0: doesn't look like there's anyone else in there, so bad.
1: So I guess it's good for that.
0: So Spike goes and he's having some lunch. And Anna, the demon who can kind of take away powers, shows up. Anna is busty. She is. And in a towel.
1: A very short towel. A very small towel.
0: It's like she took a floor mat and used it as a towel.
1: But confusingly, she decided to go into the lunchroom like this. Odd.
0: Yeah. So she's like, Spike, you need to come with the showers with me right now.
1: Spike's like, if I must.
0: (laughs) Oh, well. I guess I can. And She's like, no, idiot. We're not going to go do that. First of all, it's a communal shower, so no. Right. And also, Wisso is beating. It's a
1: communal unisex shower.
0: Yeah, and also Wiseau is beating up your friends, Biv and George.
1: Spike is like, fine. So he goes over and gets in the middle of the fight.
0: I guess I have to. And Waso's so grandstanding—he's like, "You two think you can stop me? Like it took twelve guards to take me down." And George roots around in his brain and projects an image that, Dr. that everybody Ray- can see. Yeah, that Doctor Ray just stabbed him in the back with a zapper, and it wasn't really twelve guards; it was just a guy in a lab coat.
1: Yeah, and it was just one human; it wasn't even a demon.
0: So there's a fight because, of course, there's a fight. And Spike's doing the usual grandstanding thing. He's like, "I am going to lose, and this is terrible." And while George was inside of Wisso's head, he heard um, something that was being repeated over and over in his head called, going, listen for the sign. Freedom is coming.
1: And so Spike tries it out on him just to see what'll happen. And everybody around starts yelling, freedom is coming. Freedom is coming.
0: Listen for the sign. So I want you to imagine that you're in a YMCA shower.
1: I've never been in one.
0: Or any kind of shower. Any kind of communal shower.
1: They don't have communal showers for girls. That's not a thing. Girls don't have communal showers.
0: All right. So you have, you know, all of your faucets, but then you also have, you know, your pressure control. So Wiseau takes Spike and basically puts one of those through Spike's back against a wall.
1: It's really gross. It's a
0: nasty hit. It's
1: really gross. It doesn't really seem to do much to, I mean, like.
0: Well, he loses the fight. He
1: does lose the fight, but it's not like my back is broken.
0: Well, then Spike finds a stake somewhere
1: magically and he's like i'm gonna stake him
0: i actually don't know where that stake came from I don't
1: either it's just laying there maybe it's a doorstop looks kind of like a doorstop
0: i don't know it seems like a bad thing to have when there's a bunch of vampires and he goes to stab with but he's had some kind of armor grafted to his chest so, so he can't get staked
1: yeah which is really smart
0: yeah like, if you, if you why have... did
1: none of the vampires do this before if then you, you have to have like... your head cut off
0: <laughs> i know you have very few weaknesses why not take care of one of them
1: i don't even yeah Good for him. But
0: then all the guards show up and they all shock everyone.
1: And blame Spike. As you do. Yeah. No one really likes Spike here. He's not really good at making friends.
0: So they get Spike high.
1: Yeah, so they put Spike in solitary confinement and knock him out with really, really powerful drugs.
0: And he's in a straight jacket and
1: he's... He ha- sees the puppets again.
0: He's hallucinating smile time.
1: Yeah. I miss the puppets.
0: And they, I mean, this is all very direct references. Like, Again, the guy who wrote this clearly knows the show backwards and forwards. It's like, oh, no, you're not going to sing Courage and Pluck, are you? Which is right out of that episode. But it's Courage and Pluck. Courage and Pluck. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a fantastic song. I was
0: doing The Dog. I forget his name.
1: So Spike is saying all these things out loud.
0: He's super high. And then Beta George cleans his mind up because Spike is just looking at him, totally zonked out of his mind. And then he gets, like, a regular Spike look again. It's like, I preferred the bleeding puppets.
1: Yeah. The puppets were more fun. <laughs> and
0: I just, like, George's like, and bingo.
1: So, George, and we found out that Biv is in there, too. Biv got George in there. George is
0: delightful. Because
1: Biv can make people invisible if he concentrates really hard, which is pretty awesome.
0: So, they decide to give Spike some background information on Mosaic, which, you know, we as the reader need.
1: Yeah, and basically we find out that Mosaic was set up as a place to rid the world of all supernatural people.
0: But it was built by Ivo Shandor. Spike thinks it's a familiar name.
1: Yep. Do
0: you know why it's a familiar name? Nope. Because it's the guy who built Dana's apartment in Ghostbusters. Is it? Yeah. This oh. is a... Oh. Di- this is a... They're not even trying to hide the reference. This is 100% Ghostbusters. Well, there And you even go. Spike calls out. He's like, wait, that's familiar.
1: I just thought it was a name that I'd forgotten from the show. Huh.
0: No, it's Ghostbusters. I feel better now. Quick version, Shandor built this place so demons could never escape.
1: And he put a spell on the front door and so can't escape. And he's also a demon so
0: he could never escape and he ended up dying in his own place.
1: Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's not that sad. But Spike's like, okay, this is a problem because now I'm in this place and I can't get out because of the earworm, the bunch of guards, and now there's a spell... Over the whole front that door that I can't, I can't even try to cross. So he's like, I gotta get some help out to let people know that there's an uprising that so, is supposed to happen.
0: So he goes, well, we're, hmm, we're in the Las Vegas desert. No one at Burning Man can help me, so I'll do the next best thing.
1: And he calls on Lorne. I love Lorne.
0: Who's doing a show in Vegas singing the Firefly theme.
1: I love Lorne. It's pretty great.
0: So this is one of those parts that doesn't quite work. This is where it's supposed to be post-Angel Season 5 when Lauren distanced himself from everyone. He's like, I'm out. But in this, it's still in the middle of it, and he just kind of reacts very negatively to Spike. He's like, nope, nope, no, 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 and no.
1: Right, because all of a sudden it's bringing back all of those really terrible memories and bad things.
0: But I'm just going to call it that Lauren's upset that Spike's interrupting his show because Lauren, you know, always wants to leave the crowd wanting more.
1: Yeah, and to be fair... Lauren and Spike, we're not, like, best buddies anyway. No, so. they barely
0: interacted in that last season.
1: Yeah, so it's not, eh. It's a strange overreaction, but we can work with it.
0: So then we get into our final issue, and Lauren leaves um, the place in Vegas where he's playing, and he runs into a hefty woman who just goes, Ah, the devil!
1: And he goes, Ah, spandex!
0: And just keeps going. But he finds his way to Prim, at the facility where Spike cut off that guy's head. He's like, look.
1: Like the the reception area kind of thing.
0: Yeah, he's like, there's an uprising coming. I'm missing a show in Vegas for this.
1: And she's like, you're going to have to sit down, sir.
0: He's like, no, but people are going to, they're all going to leave. She's like, yeah, sure they are. He's like, all right, I tried. I failed. Whatever.
1: And we see Spike, uh, and then we cut back to seeing Spike, who was strapped to a table, and.
0: It's real Jesus-y.
1: We're pretty sure... This is a
0: weird table. It's a cross table.
1: It's an odd table.
0: It's a table that's designed to look like a cross.
1: Yeah, it's a weird table.
0: Gosh, this symbolism isn't heavy-handed.
1: Spike's forehead gets anesthetized, and then we see some big knives, and the inevitable, they're trying to cut Spike's head off. Face happening. Just his face? Just his
0: face. Just part of his face, and then uh, we see that a demon... Goes into the cell where Beta George is. That will come back. But then we go over to Lauren, who's still in prim. He's like, I tried. And then he says, I don't know, freedom's coming or some crap. And all of these demons start freaking out. They're like, freedom is coming. Wait for the sign.
1: Because evidently this has been something that's been brainwashed into everybody, even the work release people. Subliminally. Yeah.
0: So they're getting real stabby with Spike. They're like, you need to vamp out so we can cut your face off.
1: And Spike's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I cannot vamp out.
0: I've been reading this book for over ten years now. Mm -hmm. I do not understand the next part. And I really tried to for this show. Like, I was like, is it a subliminal thing? Is it really happening? And it's not really clear one way or the other. But But Spike sees his reflection.
1: Yeah. And all of a sudden he's partially human. Somehow How? not vamping out means that he is partially human. I can't it's tell confusing. If th- I can't
0: tell if this is, like, the drugs that are making him think that he's seeing it, or but then they have some other people who mention that it's happening later on, so I yeah, don't get Yeah, they mention
1: that he's, like, half-human at this point. This
0: doesn't make any damn sense. No. There's nothing leading up to it. There's nothing that really follows up on it. It's not really referenced ever again, and I don't understand it. No. This last issue, especially, is very action-packed, and it kind of... The end feels a little bit rushed. I feel like the story could have benefited from one more issue.
1: Yeah, I would have appreciated a little more explanation in there.
0: This makes no damn sense.
1: You're supposed to be able to extrapolate a lot of explanation from the fights. And while I'm all for having less exposition, I could have stood a little more.
0: So Spike is turning human, but they're doing this, trying to do surgery to him right next to Beck, who freaks out and sets the room on fire, which again, of course, you know, this is her thing. Right. Why put her there?
1: Right. had s- planning. And so Spike busts out of his leather straps that he's held by.
0: Because, you know, he's part human, but apparently still has vampire strength.
1: But it's still not a vampire.
0: I don't yeah, know. whatever. In Zing, he's enraged, so he starts setting everyone's brainwurfs off. Brainwurfs?
1: Brainworms?
0: Brainworms.
1: Brainworms.
0: I'm going to call them yurks. Is that
1: what they're called?
0: No, that was an old Animorphs thing. It was oh. going back to my youth. Well, When I was but a boy. Weird. Now I'm just a man-child. True. But to stop this, Spike just punches him in the brain.
1: Yep, and he explodes. Like Muzzin. literally
0: like through the face, into the brain, and he's dead.
1: And yeah, he just literally explodes Muzzin, and then all the little earworms slither out of everybody's ears.
0: And I like a Dr. Ray is there. Leave it to William the Bloody to find the shortest route from point A to point B.
1: And then he shows the true colors. <laughs> Jk, lol. he's not really nice.
0: Yeah, and he stabs Spike through the chest, comes out of his back. and he goes. But
1: with a knife. Not with anything that would a actually big kill him. A big surgical knife. Yeah.
0: This might be a sword.
1: It's it's big. Whatever. It's definitely a sword. Just,
0: like, he's like, one sec, my cell's blowing up.
1: Yep, and so he answers his phone. And Spike sees Beta George's life flash before his eyes. And then we find out that Beta George has been killed. By the cleanser who was in his cell, kind of mind-controlling him.
0: And used to send out the sign.
1: Yeah. So it's very sad, because I liked Beta George. But we don't really dwell on it. Yeah. We just got And so, Spike grabs back.
0: Yep. Well, all the cells open up and everyone's about to kill, they've all been subliminally drugged and had all of this kind of hidden programming that they're all gonna be an army for Dr. Ray. And Dr. Ray is... Going to go into the private sector with an evil army, apparently.
1: And so he uses one of the witches in there, who's actually a, a witch slash vampire. Good combo.
0: Well, so made her a vampire.
1: And she is going to break down that spell, which if you're all supernatural beings, why did nobody just have a witch break down the spell before? But whatever. Good call. So she's working on breaking down the spell. Meanwhile, Spike is working on kind of gathering his team back together, which is conveniently his therapy group.
0: Yeah, good thing that only the nice people were in his therapy group. Yeah. And Marv Wolfman, which is what I'm going to call him, okay, gathers up a bunch of weapons, and also, with those weapons, gives Spike back his coat. Because
1: because this boy, is the second need a... graphic novel in a row where Spike is missing pieces of clothing.
0: Uh, find some other purpose for being other than wearing a jacket.
1: Whatever. The other one was not... wearing boots. was his other purpose. I so... know, but
0: it's not... It's not armor, it's a coat and a t-shirt.
1: Well, he really likes them.
0: So Spike gets the ragtag group together, and Wiseau wants to murder him. Yep. And then we get um, a lovely little reference, because this did come out after the finale, even though it now takes place before the finale. And he throws out what I think was his last line of the show, and is going like, I want Spike. And he throws out the line, "Wishes just happen to be horses today. I liked it. Which is what he said, um when O'Leary is like, I wish to do more violence and there's a whole army running at them. And Jane in Firefly also said that line.
1: I like it, it's a good line.
0: Joss likes that line. And so then does Joss. and then so does Brian apparently. We're on a first name basis.
1: Well that's nice.
0: We were Xbox friends for a little while. Were you really? Yeah.
1: You could have friends on Xbox. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't have an Xbox anymore. But then there's a big fight, the demons tear down the wall.
1: And all the demons try to fight Spike and his friends. And
0: This is, I mean, the end is, it's very action-packed. It does feel a little rushed.
1: Yeah, it felt very overwhelming in just that I was confused about what was happening, mostly just because so many things are happening in each panel.
0: Yeah, and Spike's fighting, and he can't vamp out. He's still kind of human, but then so hits Beck and Spike, vampire face. Yeah. And I love this panel. This is clearly one where the artist... I can't pin down the episode. I tried to before this. I couldn't find it. But that's right from the show. He went on model for that. Yeah. He he paused <laughs> a scene and went, okay. Yeah. It's perfect. It looks great. It looks right on how it should.
1: Yeah. It looks great.
0: And then Spike and Wisseau have it out. And Spike stakes him through the side of his ribs. It worked. Wisseau is dead. And Spike lets all of the demons leave. This army of demons.
1: And Anna is like, what are you doing? Like, are you just literally letting them leave? And he's like, yeah, because there's like five of us, and there's hundreds of them.
0: They have like three 18-wheelers full of demons. So yeah, we're not going to fight that. Yeah,
1: he's like, we're going to do this the spike way, not the angel way. So yeah, the spike way is to let them go.
0: (laughs) Because I don't want to die. And then he's like,
1: like, we're not all going to make it through if we try to fight them. So let's not try to fight them. And
0: then he's like, hey, Beck. Time to relapse. Beck, our fire starter. So she just sets all the trucks on fire and everyone dies.
1: Which is also effective. We cut back to Prim and see that the demons have decided that they don't want to be part of Ray's army. They've also fought against the mind
0: control. Yep. And everyone's fine. And Lauren's like, Can you bring me back to I, my show? Why am I here? This is the worst.
1: Yeah. And so Spike brings him back to his show and Lauren's like, Why are you doing this? And he's like, Sometimes I like to be nice. The end.
0: Yeah. And what we're going to have here is it's almost foreshadowing for what's going to be the last Spike book that this guy does, where Spike goes to Vegas with fun people. I don't want to spoil it now, but some right. great characters. But he's going to bring Lauren back to Vegas, and the Lauren just goes, why, no offense, this isn't like you. Do you want to be British?
1: No. Times change, Lauren. That's not British. Don't be offended if I don't stay for the song and dance, though. Vegas is filled to the brim with big bads. And a champion's work is never done. Aw, he's a champion now. And he's
0: going to go to Vegas and fight an army of Elvis impersonators who are infested with demons. That's scary. It's a good time. Um, But my other favorite part here is all of the surviving guys, they're like, hey, we're going to go back to Mosaic and make it what it should have been as kind of a treatment center for demons. And Spike says his goodbyes, and Beck is like, and boy, does this date it. She's like, go get a MySpace.
1: And Spike's like, I don't know what a MySpace is. Also, good call, Spike.
0: Yeah. Don't get a MySpace. Should not have gotten
1: a MySpace.
0: Beck could have been in his top eight.
1: Is that a thing for MySpace?
0: Is that what it was called? I
1: never had a MySpace. Really? No. How would I do that?
0: You learn new things all the time. Yep. Whatever. I like this one a lot. I'm a little disappointed it was never collected in a hardcover.
1: But it's a good one, and it's...
0: And it's finally, we're so close to getting out of stuff within the show. Yeah. And moving on to, like, some real solid continuity of things that aren't just one-offs.
1: Right, because up until now, it's been very start and stop kind of thing,
0: so. In this, I mean, this is the beginning of, essentially, of the new continuity. Because we got one more Spike book, and then we're, which is also a fun one. There's puppets.
1: There should be puppets.
0: But then after this, or after the next one, we're into post-Angel and Buffy.
1: Dun-dun-dun.
0: And oh, the timeline. I'm going to have fun talking about that.
1: But we will save that for not next episode, but the episode after that.
0: Until then, you can find us over at editorsnotecomics.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, episodes will be up a week early over there.
1: Ooh, fancy. If
0: you throw a buck our way.
1: Fancy. Good
0: deal. But that'll do it for this week. We will be back to talk about Spike Shadow Puppets.
1: Is it really called that? Yes. Okay.